0: All right, Lady Ada, what is this? Hey,
1: everybody, and welcome to Show and Tell, something that we do every Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. We have people coming up from around the world through their video screens, through their webcams, coming on this video chat and showing up what they're working on, whether it's hacking, making, soldering, 3D printing, sewing, crocheting, or more. We'd love to see it. I also have some Adafruit folks, uh, from um, people working on Adafruit projects and stuff.
2: This is your opportunity to see... All the top secret stuff, which really isn't top secret because we showed every single but it's week.
1: like um, coming soon.
2: But you get to see a lot of work in progress and you get to meet a lot of people at Adafruit who are working on all the things that you know and love. So and
1: from best friends from yeah. DigiKey, Kevin. So we will kick it off.
2: First off, let's um, beam in Kevin. Hey, it's Kevin. Hey Kevin, Kevin from DigiKey. Good Kevin, work being Kevin. What do you what do you got going on this week, Kevin?
3: Beaming in from Thief River Falls, Minnesota. So I decided to revamp my large format clue a little bit, and I added two of these sixty-four by thirty-two uh, matrix displays, mm-hmm. and I have it running off of one uh, matrix portal. And that was actually very interesting to make that work. I, for some people, it's probably way easier than it was for me. But I, it basically right now, it's set up as if it's one long thirty-two by one twenty-eight display. And yeah. I was able to cut the image up and make it make it fit. And it, it sounds really hard, but actually with the program I use is really easy to split the logos and make it work. So mm-hmm. basically my clue board looks like it has a much better display than it did before.
1: That looks It looks like the real clue display. I mean, it's square, like the clue display and it's got like yeah. color. It's nice.
3: Yeah. I, mean, I can't get my camera in close the, the picture looks way better. It's pretty washed out on the video. Yeah.
1: No, we, we believe you. All right. Well,
3: what's what's next, what's next step for this? Next step for this is I need to finish 3d printing the buttons. I would like to make the buttons functional. So they actually are the same buttons that are on the matrix portal. So you can change the the input. You can Uh, maybe scroll through images or, or whatever. That's going to be my next, my next progress on this. And it's a pretty big board. I mean, here's the original clue.
1: Yeah. Or you're very small. Yeah. I will thank you, Kevin.
2: And uh, I did want to uh, mention something. So we're going to talk about this on Ask an Engineer. But uh, Did You Wish is up, so uh, I'm going to. DigiWish is up. Yeah, and we see all the tweets flying by and more. Kevin, tell everybody what Did You Wish is. And DigiKey uh, Did You Key did not ask me to promote this or talk about this. I. I I can't enter. I can't enter. This is really neat, and everyone in our community is entering. So maybe you could tell everybody about this.
3: Yeah, I absolutely will. So this is a surprise to me. I wasn't expecting to talk about this, but this is great. So if there's any year where we want DigiWish to make an impact, it's this year because we all know 2020 basically was a bust. But DigiWish, if you uh, post on social media, hashtag DigiWish, and tell us what you wish you could have from the DigiCube website that is under $100. We will randomly pick winners throughout the month of December and send it to you free of charge.
2: Going to be Adafruit stuff?
3: Absolutely, it should be yeah, Adafruit yeah. stuff. The Matrix portal with a couple Matrix displays, you know? i don't do not And I it. see
2: some Adafruit stuff here. Yeah, and this is really is. neat. I see this, When I, I'm glad y'all do this. And every year I see a lot of folks, they're delighted, they get the things, they tweet the things. Put it on facebook instagram and all those places so thanks for doing this and, I, and i'll mention this on uh ask an engineer as well yeah absolutely to do what they want and pound hashtag however, however you want to describe it hashtag English,
3: right? and we'll randomly select winners and i did see lady Ada's uh, instant lab or whatever you wanted to call it. i don't remember what it was called but I'm,
2: yeah it's all gets in there
3: yeah yeah. So yeah great stuff so please post on DigiWish and Hopefully you're the next winner.
1: Yes, it doesn't have to be in Anything in the catalog and there's millions anything of
3: Anything to- on the digi website that is $100 or less. you in- Don't go $100 and one cent. There's a formula that that will just kind of be- Yeah. Not-
1: but there's nothing stopping you from asking for one capacitor. You can, you can do it. Can be, that, be that mad lad and-, and We
3: actually, we have had people ask for that. That's cool. All, all that I want for Christmas is a feather. You know, it's good. Yeah. Straight
1: yeah, straight to the point. They know what
3: they want.
2: Yep. All right. Thanks so much, Kevin. Maybe we'll see you next week. All right. Take care. Uh, Thank wish. you. I'm going to
1: stay warm with my toasty tea. All All right. Right. Okay, next, next up, up Trevor.
2: Trevor. Trevor's from Adafruit. Trevor, what are you going to hey. do? What are you going to show? What's happening this week? Let's
1: go All ahead, right. Go
4: ahead. So, I'll show you guys this. I'm, I'm working on a... Uh, Well, I'm extending the uh, AR app. We have a fortune teller That's right. portion to the app now. I'll show that real, really quickly. So with this mag tag right here, I'm running a uh, a slice a slideshow sketch on it. So with that, you'll see that different tarot cards are gonna pop up here on the screen, yeah. and the uh, the app scans the cards. Minerva pops up, and she tells you your fortune, which is pretty cool. So uh, what, a few major improvements from last week. I've added like a fortune teller tel- turban that I made in Cinema 4D. I've also added some ambient lighting. And also, uh, this app can now recognize five tarot cards, the Hermit, the Strength, Temperance, uh, uh, Tentacle and Star. So in the future, we're planning on adding some voiceovers uh, for Minerva for like, you know, talking. That would be kind of dope. So yeah, that's what I'm working on.
1: Okay. All right.
2: And if folks want to know kind of where this this came from, if you ever seen the movie AI, just go on YouTube and search for Dr. No. <laughs> and Dr. Yeah. No came out and, like, all these things. So this is kind of the idea behind this. Yeah. All right, well, come, keep coming back, Trevor, and thanks for showing this off this week. we
4: Will do. Peace. All right.
1: All right, later, Trevor.
2: Okay, next up, we're going to go to Melissa. And, and Melissa oh. what you got going on?
5: I have a mag tag board here that, ha- that is- I haven't done anything to yet. And... Um, I have this Adafruit ESP tool as you can see on my screen. So I'm going to go ahead and start by plugging in the mag tag and then holding down the DFU button and pressing the reset to put it into bootloader mode. Then I'm going to go ahead and hit connect. Uh it doesn't look like you can see the pop-up, but I'm choosing the uh, ESP32S2 on here and hitting connect. So it goes ahead and connects. And then I can go ahead and choose a file. So I'm going to go ahead and choose this bin file for the mag tag and hit open. And it's going to go ahead and um, erase it first. And then it goes ahead and just starts writing to it. And so I'll just show you how. This is pretty fast. This actually changes the baud rate to the higher uh speed here it takes about 45 seconds altogether. together I write it?
1: You do it halfway there. Okay.
5: Yeah, I'm gonna show you how can uh, I use this tool to put circuit python on here.
1: That's right.
2: Yeah, we needed a tool for us and then we said, well, if we make a tool for us, it's probably something good for everybody else too. Yeah,
1: this is because I, I mean the fact of the matter is if you're a Mac user, your Python may be able to install ESP tool, but 50-50 of the people have asked to do that have not been able to um, just because the Mac Python setup is so odd sometimes. Um, so having a web-based tool to program an yeah. ESP32.
2: All right, so now it's programmed.
5: Okay, I'm going to hit reset.
1: Hit reset. And 47.6 seconds.
5: Now I'm going to wait a minute. And there is now a circuit drive on my uh okay. Thing and it's running the hello world, hello world
2: app on there.
1: Yay! And All that, right, excellent.
2: That's neat. And you know, even if you're a professional developer, as they say in the biz, having a web based tool like this is uh, not only probably what you want, and probably where everything's heading. Where a lot of these things are going to be on the web.
1: Yeah, so. I really like web serial. I mean, web USB was really cool um, and an excellent start, but web serial is where it's at because we can talk to the the built-in ROM bootloader on ESP or like anything, you know, com ports are so popular, um, serial ports that I'm really glad Chrome added a, a way mm-hmm. for JavaScript to talk to serial ports. So
2: well, nice not to have to like set up yeah. the entire tool chain just to like drop a file.
1: Yes. Anyways,
2: thanks so much, Melissa.
1: Thank you, Melissa. Thanks. Good all right. work with this. I know this was a challenge.
5: Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm really happy. It's pure JavaScript, it's all is, so it doesn't like upload any files to any servers or anything like that.
1: No. People are like, could I program it while on a train? Yes, you could. Plus, also trains have web That's the
2: test. Like, internet, right?
1: But but even if you didn't. All
2: right. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much. Okay, thanks, No, I'm uh, Pedro. No, Pedro. What you got going on this week?
6: Hey, hey, folks. Yeah, this is our table here. We have some festive uh, looking mag tag stands. So we had a horizontal version. They kind of look like uh, I was going for like a list, kind of like a, like a scripty list. Um, yeah. Like Santa's list, right? But it, exactly. it, it ends up looking yeah. a lot more like uh, I don't know a Santa sleigh because it's in red, right? Yeah. So I got really two really different exactly. versions of it. We got horizontal, vertical, very, very simple. I'm using these thumb screws, or you could use the magnet uh, feet as well. Um, and yeah, that's just kind of what we're working on. I'm real, looking- quick, yeah. R- real quick, yeah, uh, real quick. Just a quick update on on the sign. Uh, we wired up uh, the the Metro th- uh, ESP32 S2. Uh, so I have CircuitPython running on that and using the LED animation code uh, for CircuitPython. So it's running CircuitPython now with the new S2 ESP32. Wonderful. Yeah, and so we'll be doing a learn guide uh, in the coming weeks, and we might do some more finishing touches to it, like paint and, of course, sealing it for the outdoors. And then so cool. the
1: camera's like, what's going sure, on? Camera doesn't like it. doesn't yeah. like it. Oh, it's
6: awesome uh,
1: yeah. But it's awesome because it's, like, it's just like, oh, my God, rainbows. All right. Okay, cool. Thanks All so right, much, thank no, you. We'll be
2: showing your sped-up video and more on Ask Engineer Night. Thanks, folks. Nice. All right, Dan, what you got going on? It looks like you're doing.
1: We can't hear you, but we can see.
2: It might be Dan Trades. Dan, you want to work on your mic and we'll come back to you? We'll do that. This is a preview of what Dan's going to show. We'll leave it as a surprise. All right, next up, let's go to Scott.
7: Hello, Hello. Scott. Hello.
1: It's kind of has a big microphone,
7: you can even see it, so you know. I do. It's giant. Um, yeah, so uh, unrelated to CircuitPython-ish, uh, I did the BLE Net stuff ages ago, where the Raspberry Pi collected a bunch of data based on BLE broadcasts. And uh, I live in Washington State, and we just got access to the uh, exposure notification. So like on my iPhone, you can see that yeah. it's active. And if you're, if it's not active for you, you can sign up to be notified on the same setting. So if you go into settings and then exposure notifications, you can say, yes, I'd like to do that. Yeah. Um, This is, in my opinion, the the gold standard for how to do the uh, proximity based uh, exposure notifications using your phone. So basically it broadcasts out every so often to basically gauge uh, or track who you've been near for long periods of time. Um, and there's settings about, like, what counts as a, an exposure that is all left up to uh, your local health authority. Um, but what I wanted to do is we we just got access to it uh, on Monday, and I wanted to take a look at uh, the adoption of the people around me. Um, so I can't keep track of who's who uh, because the, the broadcasts have random numbers that change randomly. <laughs> um, so Lots of details about that, but uh, what you see here is I'm graphing the number of unique devices that I'm seeing with this. And uh, so this is when it started. And then you can see during the day that it does peak up uh, in the teens here. And then uh, this is last night where it, where it comes back down to about five or six. So that's unique devices per like some time period.
8: Mm-hmm. Um, so
7: this is kind of like the baseline for my wife and I, and then the other stuff is people going by. So. Uh, what I'm curious about is like over time, how adoption will change. Like basically, how big these peaks will get um, during the day.
2: Yeah, and this is from home, so this is people within your proximity. Like, it's-
7: yeah, yep, yeah. So it's like my neighbors and the people that walk their dogs by.
2: Yeah. Um, okay, that's not bad that's considering well. it just came out.
7: Yeah, I think they. They I saw a couple posts already on the day that it was released and it was like 700,000 people had signed up for something. Wow.
1: Cool. Yeah, you've um, it for like a month or so. Two no, even longer. Longer. Yeah.
2: Even longer and um we have been out at pretty large uh, outside events, so maybe we haven't been close enough to people or thankfully like no one had covid. Um yeah. but the way it works is you have to say like hey, I have covid and then it notifies people throughout that that chain anonymously. Right. Right. Um, and they yeah, say, oh, you can hey. even
7: see you can see here in the app if it adjusts, like yeah. the blue line there says share a COVID diagnosis. Like it's always up to you. Yeah. And what that does is it basically you've been broadcasting random numbers for a while. And what when you share your diagnosis, you share all the number the random numbers that you broadcast over that time window. Yeah. Um, and then people can download all those random numbers and see if they if they've heard any of them. Uh, so right. it's really well done from a pri- privacy perspective as yeah, far as and I can tell.
2: We were talking before this and I said, to, yeah, Scott, show this off. Because I think this is like, we don't have that many tools, everybody. Like this is one of them. And like a lot of really smart technologists kick the tires on this. They're like, yeah, this is the right way to do it. Like yeah, contact tracing and there's like, there's things that we can do. Like this is one of them. So maybe right. if it's in your state, install it if you can. If you're
7: interested. Yeah, I think so. I think it, it just, it will make that contact tracing process quicker. Yeah. Right. It's just a tool for that. Like they should still have people involved, but um, like it should make it easier, meaning that fewer contact tracers can help more people.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so uh,
7: much, Scott. It's Hi. the way to go. And wear your mask. Yeah.
1: Yes.
0: Thank you, Scott.
2: All right. Next up, Aaron. Aaron, what you got going on? And your
0: fish. Hello. Um, I want to show off my aquarium project. So uh, this week, I. Well, I got some fish because I'm at home all by myself all the time and (laughs) it's lonely. Um, And I really have been enjoying putting, uh, I actually have a strand of these little neopixel dots, um, which are really cool because they're submersible. They're they're encased in resin and they're really super tough. So I decided I wanted a underwater strand of lights inside my aquarium. So I'll just go ahead and show a little bit of video of it since I can't hold it up. But um, yeah, it's it's pretty nice. Like I got the... uh, copper tape along the top of the tank that is working as a capacitive touch switch. So it'll just switch between different color modes. Um, And I really like this blue color mode uh, because I got these Tetra glowfish. They're genetically modified fish that actually fluoresce under like a blue or black light kind of color. So I've been having a lot of fun um, messing with the different color palettes and uh, varying the lights under the seashells and seeing if I can make my little fish happy. Um, just launched that tutorial on the Learn system. So if you want to build some lights into your aquarium, yeah, I've put up all the code and everything. I think so. this
1: might be extremely popular. A lot of people have, you know, they, they do want to put lights under um, their aquariums, and they're like, "How do I do that?" I'm like, "Well, I don't have an aquarium, so I haven't tested any of our lights to make sure that they'll be submersible." But like, you're, you know, if there's one thing that Erin knows, it's fish and electronics underwater. So you're you're the pro.
0: Yeah. Yeah, these are the same lights I used in my Mermaid Tail, so it's, I, I knew it was going to work. So cool. All
2: right, thanks so much,
0: Erin.
2: All right, thanks. thank you, Erin. All right, and so fish let's go to Dan and see how his microphone. Okay, you hear me now? Yeah.
9: Yeah, you sound great. Okay, great. Okay. So, so we've got. See, we have yet another MagTag here, and what I've been working on is low power for Circuit Python, so that you can put the MagTag or some other board to sleep while it's not doing something interesting. And then wake up and do something. So what I've got here is a little demo that's going to the Adafruit quote server. That's not stock quotes. That's like quotes by famous people. Same thing that shows up on your packing list. And so you can see every 20 seconds I'm getting a new um, a new quote here. And in the background here I have a power monitor. So I'll put this up in the corner here. And you can see these plots here where it wakes up it connects to the quote server. First, it finds the Wi-Fi network, connects to the quote server, downloads the quote, and then waits a little while, and then displays it on the um, e-ink screen, and then goes to sleep. And while it's asleep, while it's awake, you can see up here, uh, the show and tell is covering up what it says. But I'll move this down a little bit here. You can see, oh, it's, it's like 50 milliamps, even higher than that, like 160 milliamps is this spike here. So it's using up a fair amount of power, but when it's asleep, it says it's like um, 0.3 milliamps or something like 300 microamps is what we're talking about here, or 250 microamps. And this little calculator here in this thing will say that, oh, uh, based if you had a a 1 amp hour battery, a 1,000 milliamp hour battery, it would last 33 hours running this program at this speed. So that means that you can run this program for much longer than you would otherwise if you couldn't. If you couldn't, if it didn't you're, go to you're sleep. connecting
1: like every 10 seconds. So like normally you wouldn't be given connecting that often. You'd have no.
9: it, an right. hour
1: or two in between, and then you could calculate how long it would run then.
9: Right, like if I change this to a minute, the battery was going to last 77 hours. And if I change it to an hour, the battery would yeah. last much longer. So this is now, this will be in a CircuitPython beta in the next uh, day or two. And it's already available. Um, uh I will post some stuff in the chat about where to find a sample program and how to download this particular version for your mag tag.
1: Yeah. All right. Go into the, the circuit python discord to get more. I know people have been been waiting for deep sleep. Uh um, yeah. do it right. Dan has been working tirelessly. Uh he has gotten no sleep while working on the deep right.
2: sleep. The sleep goes into the
1: there's the sleep the is the conserved. Uh okay, cool. All right. All right.
2: Thank All right, so great. Again. go back to sleep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right jp what you got going on
10: yeah so hey that is very cool i'm looking forward to the deep sleep also i have to say i have two macs that i develop on and one of them i'm able to update the esp32 from on the command line but i'm looking forward to melissa's because the other mac that i have is just a python hellscape of anaconda and virtual <laughs> no, python
1: max like i'm
10: never I, gonna fix that
1: i actually don't want to tell you how to fix it because i'm af- afraid that i'll make it even worse it,
10: exactly like yeah. i don't
1: want that on me
10: so yeah. i actually exactly.
1: i'd actually rather pay melissa to write yeah. the JavaScript.
10: yes yeah. there are things yeah. working on this machine and i don't want to break those so i gotta just have this new like a
1: week thing. is going to be spent so like i'd rather just do it this way so we're yeah. going to have instructions on how to <laughs> upload it with awesome. the web tool it uh, loves- so i
10: just wanted to show this is kind of a a little bit of a um technical tools and and tips kind of thing. This is something I showed yesterday on my product pick of the week, uh, which was about this little active I squared C terminator, the LTC 4311. This is what allows you to make a really long run of wire to an I squared C device, like a sensor. So I actually have a sensor in the back of my shop there, a light sensor, and I used that uh, all the way here. So it's about like a 40, 50 foot long uh, ethernet cable that I have plugged between the two. Um, and this terminator makes that possible. Uh, and Lamore said, "Hey, if you're going to use a uh, an Ethernet breakout to do that, you can double up your uh, lines to double the fun. So I squared C is a four uh, wire connection, and I've made these little into this little spring adapter, uh, spring terminal adapter we have here. I made these little sort of jumpers to solder each of those uh, wire pairs to and, and plug it in. Yeah,
1: I'll just give you like slightly thicker wires. I think it might, it might help. I don't know how, how much it helps, but yeah, because people wanted to like put an I2C sensor really far away and I'm like, this is kind of the best way to do it.
10: Yep, and this is, you know, the most common eight conductor wire all of us have tons and tons and tons of around, so. Uh, unless you have a bunch of old phone cable, which I do, I might try that sometime too. But this adapter made it really convenient and easy to to do it with this. So. I don't
1: like phone cable because it's got that weird, like it's not really wire. Real
2: garbage that isn't
10: wire.
1: It's the non-wire wire. So I like it
2: for that reason. Yeah.
1: All yeah. right, will work.
2: All right. Yeah. Thank you so much, JP. We'll be showing your product pick of the week highlight on Ask Engineer Night. Super. Thanks, all. All right. Next up, we're going to go to Jepler. Jepler. How's it going, Jepler?
1: Oh, well, we can't hear you either. Oh no, Dan stole your voice.
2: We will come back to you.
1: All right, let's, let's go we'll I... check out with Liz.
2: Yeah, we're gonna go to Liz.
1: Liz. Hey Liz. Hello. Like Wait, hold on. Jeff.
0: <laughs> okay, now we can hear you. Hi. Um. So I'm working on uh, an internet connected uh, kind of Christmas countdown. Um, but it doesn't make for the most exciting demo because it depends on what day it is. So That's it changes 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, so I thought I'd just quickly talk about the code. So basically this bitmap has all the numbers already on it. So I made these little circles of display IO and put them into an array to cover up the numbers. And then in the loop, um, it's grabbing time.localtime, which grabs um, you know, all your month and day data. And so here where it's tracking the day. And so if the day changes, then in this um, for statement, it fills in um, the uh, balls uh, that are covering up the dates uh, with uh, none, so it makes it transparent, so that it reveals the, yeah. the day. Yeah.
1: OK. All right, All right well, you're going to benefit also from this deep sleep code, because you can yes. sleep for a day you
0: in between. Wake up, and then you
2: can do Wake up.
0: up. I was going to cool. say, yeah,
1: deep sleep will be next. All right. well, All right. Dan, Dan is happy to deliver.
2: All right. Nice. Thanks so much. Bye. Liz. Thank you, Liz. Have a good one. Right, we're gonna go back to. Jeff we'll check Larry. back with you
1: every day to make sure that. This...
2: <laughs> let's see, how's your mic going? All right. How about now? Yeah. Bye. All right.
11: So uh, I had a guide go live in the Learn system today, and it was using a uh, cadence sensor on the exercise bike to start and stop YouTube. So I was just going to briefly show how I developed it, and you can put the cadence sensor on a string, and just kind of give it a little whirl around. So uh, you know, not a lot of sweating, but. Um, I also had this nice little development setup with a LCD screen and a Pi on the back and you just sit there and you program on it like it was a legitimate computer and the Adafruit Blinka BLE worked just great to get the data from here into here. So if you're into that, if you're into doing anything with Bluetooth BLE devices, I mean, we've talked about uh, doing pulse sensors or uh, you know other kinds of stuff that would create a, an interactivity of physical workout uh, that you can then mediate through the Python device.
1: Yeah, we figured like people were stuck at home, but a lot of people mm-hmm. had like, uh, you know, some people even had old exercise bikes that they just kind of ignored for a long time. But now they're right. like, oh, uh, maybe I'll move I need
11: to do something this I winter because it's not, no it's games. not going out in public.
1: Well, the mm-hmm. gyms are open, but maybe you don't want to go to them. Right. Um, so I thought was what was neat about this was when when we were younger, cadence meters had a little magnet, and so you'd have to have the magnet that was sensed to know when the the wheel yeah. turned. And I really like that this cadence sensor is completely, exce- it's completely standalone. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: there's an accelerometer
11: in here. A lot and it And it's like once a second, uh, the number of revolutions to the computer.
1: Yeah, it's like, wait The better's
11: gonna run for a year in this thing, which is amazing. Yeah. Speaking of low power.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, they I mean, these <laughs> experts, they, they really yeah. want to make it. So like, <clears> when <throat> when it moves, the accelerometer turns it on and then like, it might even sleep for a few milliseconds in between, like it is so. Um, It is so tuned because their whole job is to make it last forever.
11: Okay, cool. And then just a little second thing. There's this font set with a bunch of icons, and I'm working on getting it to work in CircuitPython programs. So uh, uh, this is from Font Awesome version 4.7, and you bring it into CircuitPython as a font, but there's a bug to be fixed in the label library because there's no letter M in this font, and we can't display fonts unless they have the letter capital M in them. Mm. So funny little thing. Pull request will be coming, but um you know, adding little icons like these to your circuit python program, I mean it can really spice it up. Like yeah. say you want to do a GitHub thing, there's a GitHub. Say you're gonna do a cocktail thing, there's a cocktail one. That's I don't handy because you, that
2: you don't want stuff. to do all these graphics yourself. We should do a PR oh, logo. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. All right, you.
1: Nice. all right, thank you. All right, thank you. Jibler
2: delivering some good stuff this week. He's done hey,
1: always delivering. All
2: right. Okay, next up, we're gonna go to Fumiguy and then to Joey. It looks like we have exactly enough time for two more people and we have two more oh, people.
3: Okay. Hello. Hey, uh, Hello. I'll
2: go quick. Uh, so this week everybody, I made a- everybody loves this project. <laughs> like a, Come on, get over. <laughs> yeah.
8: Yep. Um, so this is uh, on the mag tag, obviously. This, I will also be using Dan's uh, deep sleep code once yeah. we get out of here. This will show the progress through the year. It updates once a day. So I've had it running for a few days now and it just uh, updates in the morning to show you the progress through the year. Um, and then there's also one other version. I'll try to run it here. I don't know for sure if it's gonna work, but we'll give it a try. And it's uh, gonna show the percentage of uh, the translated um, CircuitPython project from the WebLate API. I um, love so-
1: that, the barcode grayscale. It looks so good.
8: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it does It uses the progress bar library. It uses uh, Adafruit IO to fetch the time. Uh, and then it uses the MagTag library. So thank you, uh, big thanks to Melissa again. So the MagTag library made it super easy to Pull that data out of the API without having to worry about so much of the details. Just kind of tell it what you want to get, uh, and it will pull it out for you. So that was uh, super nice. And the guide uh, for those went up today too. If anybody wants to uh, check it out.
1: Yes. All right. I think it'll be very handy for like really big, simple displays. You just want to show percentage. Yep. Good work, Tim. Thank you.
8: Thank you very much.
2: All right, Jimmy, play us out. How you doing? What you got going on? Howdy, y'all. A lot, a lot
12: of MagTag projects this this week.
1: It's Ink this winter.
12: Yeah, Uh, I have one as well. Uh, So I've been working on this uh, kind of event driven UI system for CircuitPython. And uh, I was kind of building this like proof of concept of a chore track you put on the fridge. So um, just use up and down to go between buttons. And so let's say you wanted to add a chore, and we're going to just get a list here of. available chores. Let's say- Hypercard you
2: to- for your fridge.
12: Wait, I gotta ask, did, did you
1: change the um, lookup table to make- it I did, yeah. I'm I, like, damn, you're fast. Yeah.
12: I used I use kind of a quick version similar to what yeah. I use for the open book stuff. Um, no, this is awesome. It, it ghosts a little bit between screens, but I mean, it, it, yeah, it's- you know, uh, but Yeah, so then you could you know, you just add the chores and they'll just sit there waiting for one of the roommates to come and uh, unload the dishwasher. Um, oh, that's cool. Oh, cool. So yeah, so there's just a cool little proof of concept project for this kind of UI framework. But um yeah, it works really well in the mag tag.
2: Yeah, one of the things that we wanted to do is make it easy and universal to do something like HyperCard for the us who are older, because it was like oh, it, yeah. it it was not it it wasn't around when there was the internet. So you had to like think about how to get forward and back and make menus and, and make decisions and you could do interactive things like games or stories, but you can also do something powerful like assign tasks or do other stuff. So this is really neat to see this, like, this is what, I don't want a internet connected refrigerator. I want a refrigerator (laughs) magnet that does something like this that I can like change and and turn into whatever I want. So
12: good work on this. Totally, thank you. I'll put the code up later tonight.
1: (laughs) All, all right. right, this is great for you because your book's going to be able to use deep sleep, all these fonts, all these
2: stuff, stuff. Stuff, yeah. Yeah, we still. So once once humans are are uh, hanging out together again, um, we still need to film uh, making the open. Book. But we want it's
1: going to be perfect because we'll have all this new code available. You'll yeah. be able to run on it. It'll be new good
2: stuff. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Thanks so much guys.
1: All right. Thanks, Joey. Thank you,
2: all right, that's our show until for tonight, everybody. Thanks so much for coming by. This is the best half an hour of our week every single week. Please continue to stay safe, everybody. Um, that's our public service announcement. Um, there's a bunch of stuff going on in the country. People traveled. Please, if you did travel, stay in one spot, get tested. Yes. Also, wear a mask. Um, we only got a little bit longer to get through this. Please continue to do that. We'll see you. We live together. So- yeah, there'll be someone in the comments like, well, what did you guys mm-hmm. Um <laughs> So we'll see everybody uh, next week. Ask an Engineer starts in like one minute. Bye-bye.